today on Power Tips Unscripted. Victoria and I are going off book and having a conversation. It's going to be exciting. Stay tuned. At last, we meet for the first time for the last time. Well, we're waiting. Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> yep. So it's going to be a little different today, Mark. It is going to be different. This is this is an ad hoc yeah. uh, episode. So um, to, to bring our listeners up to speed, it's Friday. It's the end of the day. It's about 4.30 in the p.m., which is pretty much closing time around here. And um, we were just talking about all kinds of good stuff. And I said, we got to just do an episode and just chat it up. So here we are. Yeah, so here we are. So, you know, again, part of this is born out of our, I guess, our sense of frustration at what we see in everyday life. And we wanted to share it with you to give you our perspective so you could make sure that your company is doing a little better than some of the things we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I think we're going to we're going let's call this episode what were they thinking? What were <laughs> they thinking? What were they thinking? We should oh my I, God. I wish we had like a theme song. What were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> do, do, Maybe do. we could hire somebody to make Yeah, that I shouldn't us. be doing it. But yeah, it's there's been some interesting stuff and I, I don't know. I'm excited to talk about it. But how was your week? It, it's been great. We just got through our first week of in-person roundtable meetings, and I got to sit in with a bunch of different groups and listen to them, you know, share their knowledge and insights and advice. And I'm just pumped, as you yeah. can tell. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it's good. energizing to talk strategy, and in-person is just super exciting. I can't wait. I'm going to be going down there. Because um, we're having most of our meetings, uh, a lot of our listeners may not know this, but we typically fly all over the country. But to kind of control the situation and what's happening now with COVID, we definitely wanted to have in-person meetings. Not every member was comfortable meeting in person yet. So to be able to control everything and do a hybrid meeting where we can have the technology there so people can phone in and also have the video and all that stuff, we're having – Virtually all of our members meet in Annapolis, which is just outside of Baltimore, of course. And um, I mean, the place is beautiful. It's great. And and so far, so good. I mean, the yeah. reviews have been fantastic. This hybrid, I was pretty nervous about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the things that has been spectacular is the uh, the technology. We have cameras that and speakers that move according to who's speaking so the people that are virtual live you know in oregon or california can see exactly who's speaking at any one time and you can pick up a body language it's just so awesome yeah it's pretty cool and as, I, as I watched the demo said, one guy said today this has been awesome but i never want to do it again <laughs> you know you mean one that was remote yeah, he was remote. Yeah. And he said, this is an awesome setup. I just don't want to do it again. I want to be in person. And it's I would exciting. suspect that, you know, and, you know, I, I will never criticize. Everybody's entitled to how they feel. You got to be at your comfort level to come out. But I would suspect that more than more so than not so, people are going to see their peers in the room engaging and, and 
think, man, I, I can't wait to get back into that room. Yep. But I'm yeah, sure I mean, it's that. great that we're even able to execute that. So mm-hmm. I'm just excited to be back and, you know, this is good. I'm, I'm planning. I didn't make, uh, you know, just the craziness of what we do, man. Mm-hmm. I couldn't make it out this week to, to meet up with any of our members, but I'm hoping in the next few weeks to come to get down there for at least one day of every mm-hmm. meeting. Cause I'd like to, to, to shake some hands and see some, some faces. I'm still again. bumping elbows, but you know, now I'm, it's fun talking. I'm fully vaccinated and I'm comfortable shaking, but if you're not, I'll do the, what's the foot thing? You the foot tap or I, el- the elbow tap or whatever. Elbow taps the one for me. I'll do whatever. Yeah. It's fine. I'm just happy to be outside of a freaking zoom meeting personally. Yes. See people's legs again. I never thought I'd miss legs. <laughs> <laughs> pants. <laughs> well, pants I always knew I'd miss if people stopped wearing them. But, yeah, I mean, just you don't see them anymore. So it's it's a nice surprise. Anyway, shall we get back to yes. the, the whole theme? Like, what, what were, were they, they thinking? thinking? <laughs> right? It's just going to be crazy. So I'm going to, if it's okay with you, I'm going to start. Yep. So for those of you that don't know, and that's probably every single person listening, I finally have given in to my wife's 20-year demand to get our kitchen remodeled. So we started the process. And, of course, I'm going to start to reach out to our members first and all that because, you know, you got you to gotta be loyal to the, to the, to the members. But loyal to the one who brung you, right? Absolutely. But I'm, I'm reaching out to a bunch. And Victoria actually recommended someone that I should look at and – this person wasn't a member. It was an, an alumni, so a, a former member. But, oh, my goodness, how far we have fallen. That's why This is why you don't leave Remodeler's Advantage. Yeah. So, so here's my story. I respect everybody's process. And even though I, I have, you know, Victoria recommended somebody. She's got a phone number and an email address and – I can go into our database and find email addresses and phone numbers. I'm going to go through your process. And I made that decision right up front. So I went to the website and I filled out their form and I went through their process of an online lead, right? So, <laughs> so I went to this particular company's website and I submitted the form. And I got the, you know, thanks, we'll be in touch. So which, the auto Right. And so I could spend an hour on that. I mean, talk about a missed opportunity to just leave it at that. Um, you know, just huge opportunities to continue getting more information and all that from after that initial form is submitted. But I digress. We will not talk about that right now. Submitted the form and went about my business. 24 hours, no response. 48 hours, no response. So the next morning, I went back to the form and submitted it again. And I just said, hey, I submitted a form a couple days ago. Haven't heard from anybody. So I just want to make sure your web form is working. Maybe you missed it. I'd love to talk to you. Now, let me step back for a minute. The web form required me to give my name, my email address, which I used my professional email address from marketremodelersadvantage.com. And it had some check boxes that I could select what I was interested in. And it was everything, you know, kitchen, new kitchen, new bath, uh, sunroom, addition, basement, blah, 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 right? So I checked off kitchens, and we were actually even considering possibly expanding and 
knocking out the master bathroom at the same time. So I checked bathroom, master bathroom actually. So that being said, I submitted the second form and just ticked the same things. So later that afternoon, about eight, nine hours later, I finally got a response from the owner. And <laughs> I have the email here. So here was the reply. Mark, we do not reply to this form because you're a salesperson, not a suspect. Regards, name, company, phone number. <laughs> now, that went through me, as you can imagine, like how presumptuous because it came from someone whose email address is market or Mahler's advantage. I mean, he's essentially, he's flat out calling me a liar because I filled out the form saying what services I wanted to use. I could have had the option to leave them all blank. So he's thinking this is a salesperson that has the audacity to pretend to be a customer just to get him on the phone. Maybe he's had that situation before. I won't deny it. It's perfectly possible. And if that is the case, that's a bummer. Mm -hmm. And clearly that guy, that salesperson or gal or whomever it was, is not going to get his business because they were, they were false. They lied to get their foot in the door. But to assume that everyone that submits a form, because if, if someone from, you know, that has a dot, you know, at GAF.com email or at Pella.com email is automatically a salesperson because none of these people own homes, Right. <laughs> None of these people right. do, you know, to, to be that presumptuous and to come back and say, I, I didn't respond because you're a salesman and we don't, you know, I mean, it just, oh my gosh, it went through me. So I responded to him and I said, I'm looking to remodel. I do happen to be the vice president of Remodelers Advantage and Victoria Downing, she actually told me to call you. She recommended you as an alumni and I reached out. And then, of course, he sends an email back apologizing up and down. But, you know, that ship has sailed at right. this point. I mean, I'm not – I said, you know, thank you, but no thank you. It's mm -hmm. That's not good. What was he thinking? What was he thinking? And, you know, what was I thinking to refer him? I'm just <laughs> appalled at myself. I mean, it's well, embarrassing. Clearly, well, clearly he, he runs a good company and he used yeah, to be a roundtables member. And, yeah. and, you know, that it's, I think it's just one of those blips on the radar. And, and I don't want to – and obviously we're not going to divulge who it was or right. anything like that. But it, it, it very well could have been a one-off oops, right? And everybody's right. entitled to them. But I think it's definitely a learning moment. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a teachable moment, as they right. say, right? And that's why I wanted to share it with our listeners because what were you thinking, man? Yeah. Even, it takes no time at it. it. Even if you are 99.9% .9 sure you're being solicited, mm -hmm. somebody submitted a lead form on your website. Unless they outright said, I'm using your form to sell to you. It just, it, yeah, man, that rubbed me wrong. Why burn the bridge? Why burn the bridge? You know what it is? Actually, I'm going to step back. This is freaking, you know what it is? This is Pretty Woman. This How do you mean? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> this is Pretty Woman. Okay, she set it up. She walks in, right? No, wait a minute. Back up. Set her up a little bit more. Not everybody has seen it. Oh, I think 99.999%. If you haven't seen Pretty Woman, everybody's seen Pretty Woman. Oh, I don't know. Julia uh, Roberts. Julia so, Roberts. Richard Gere. Right. Hot. Julia Roberts, and she's a prostitute, but 
she's a lovable prostitute, so everything's <laughs> okay, right? <laughs> and she kind of gets hooked up with Richard Gere, and they have a thing, and they kind of connect, and he takes her under her his wing, so to speak. And anyway, long story short, fast forward, fast forward. He gives her a credit card and says, "Hey." Go have fun. And like, isn't me. that like Beverly Hills? Oh, yeah. It's like, like that. she's like at Saks Fifth Avenue or uh, you know, is that a big thing? Or Well, not as big as some, but what city were they in? Were they, they were in New York? They were in New York. I don't So yeah. really high end I thought it was. I thought it was LA. LA. It was LA. like all the hot shot places in LA. Yeah, like Beverly Hills. It's got to be like and that. Yeah. Gucci and yeah, yada now yada. Yeah, a little bit up there. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so like, you know, hot, hot places. And she walks in. And as soon as she walks through the door, they, the salespeople kind of are looking at her like uh, judging a book by the cover, right? You never judge a book. And of course, you can imagine, they just kind of say, I think you're in the wrong place. You shouldn't be here. May I help you? Well, I'm just checking things out. Are you looking for something in particular? No, well, yeah, uh, something conservative. Yes. You got my stuff. Thank you. How much is this? I don't think this would fit you. Well, I didn't ask if it would fit. I asked how much it was. How much is this, Marie? It's very expensive. It's very expensive. Look, I got money to spend in here. I don't think we have anything for you. You're obviously in the wrong place. Please leave. And she feels horrible and she goes home or she goes back to the apartment and she's feeling miserable. And when he finally gets home, he says, you know, did you have fun today? Thinking she had a blast. This poor woman that's never had much just got a shopping spree at one of the most luxurious strips of uh, retail on earth, right? And of course, she's in tears and she said it wasn't as good as I thought. And he finds out. So he takes her out. He takes her to a different place and just gets her. He's like by her side. I mean, just spends tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on her, gets her all dolled up. And then she walks in to that same shop, you know, right? Nine shopping bags in hand, all dressed up. And the women run to her. They don't even recognize her. They're just excited. Do you remember me? No, I'm sorry. I was in here yesterday. You wouldn't wait on me? Oh. You work on commission, right? Uh, yes. Big mistake. Big. Huge. I have to go shopping now. Big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. Huge mistake. And then just walks out all glowing right. like a peacock. And uh, yep. it's great. It's great. But th- anyway, it just popped in my head. This That's what this is. There's huge stories. There's been stories of what's his name, uh, Facebook guy, Zuckerberg. Yeah, you know, I mean, he was wearing sweatpants and and a and a hoodie to to board meetings, right? So he would walk into places and they think he was a bum before he was recognizable, right? And he's got ten million dollars in his back pocket, so people were judging him, and he didn't. Yeah. Okay. So I got one. <laughs> okay. So okay. Okay. I bought a little house. And um, I, I'm not into mowing lawns. It's got a little lawn. It's pretty plain. So I wanted to hire somebody to do my lawn. 
So I asked around and I got a recommendation for a lawn and garden center down the way. So, all right. So I call them up and they say, okay, we'll be over on Tuesday. This is back in October, right before, you know, we're in Maryland, right before the weather changed and grass stopped growing basically. So I said, all right, great. And we're doing it all through text, right? You're coming, you send me the price. I okayed it. It's all good. They come, they mow the lawn. It's a beautiful job. I write back. I say, hey, this is fantastic. What do I do? How do I pay? No response. Crickets. So I'm this like, was when last? This is October. Last October. It's okay. now May. Okay. So I'm like, okay. So, you know, I'll just sit on it for a while. I know I, I uh, contracted, sort of texting, uh, contracted with him to do my lawn all this coming season. So it's starting to be April and my grass is starting to grow and I'm getting kind of embarrassed and I don't know anything. I've heard nothing. So I text the guy and say, am I on the list? He's like, remind me of your address. I'll make sure you're on the list. I sent him my address, heard nothing. Finally, they <laughs> a week or two goes by. My grass is looking really bad. I'm a new neighbor. I'm embarrassed to tears. I'm like, uh, excuse me, but could you tell me when you think you might be by? Did you by any chance have a car on cinder blocks on the front? No. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so they said, we'll be there on Tuesday. Okay, great. So I come home on Tuesday. Lawn's beautiful. They did a great job. Looks awesome. I wrote, texted him again, said, great job. Really like it. How do I pay you? And I have not heard from them since. I have no idea and how this to pay ha- them. This just happened a week ago or so. Well, now it's been about three weeks probably. So, so it's due weeks. again, right? So, so you've had two lawn service right. visits. Yes. Starting in October. Right. And of course, the season was ending. So you were right at the tail end of the right. end of the season in mm-hmm. Baltimore at least. Mm-hmm. And then we went through the winter and then you re-upped and started again. And they came out and they cut again. And now you're three weeks in and you are yet to give – a penny to this company. Nor do I know when they're coming back. <laughs> you know, nor do I know what I, are my responsibilities to call them each time I need a lawn mowing or what? Well, if the trade off uh, is that you got to remember to call them, but they're not going to charge, charge you, then that's probably a yeah. good deal. I not can the, handle that. Not the best business policy Jeez. in the world, but yeah, that's like, that's one of those. What were they thinking? You know, and I, I mean, I feel a little guilty because I'm one of those people that oh, pay people. And, you trust know. me, I know. You've, I've seen you actually go back into a restaurant because they you realize they did something wrong and have them edit the check. Yeah, to pay them more. Right. So I'm waiting and I'll see what happens. But what were they thinking? What are they thinking? Yeah, you know, but I do think that lawn care side's a little bit off because they're just – they're kind of more – yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it. I've I've run in, I've encountered I've personally have had more than two lawn care companies, and these guys tend to just kind of you know it's we're gonna get our money. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna bill you. We'll yeah. get there. We'll get to it. And it's a but it but it's not great because you know some some clients. First of all, this whole thing of like I don't know what's going on. The this this That's a ticket. feeling of what's am I gonna are they gonna show up today? Just, it's like a lottery. And yeah. I don't wanna feel like my lawn being cut is a lottery ticket that I won. And when I get home, it's Thursday after oh yes, I won this week. Yes, I got uh, yeah. the lawn cut. I want to know. Right. You I know. want to know. I wanna be on a regimented Just schedule. Tell me what the heck. And not, not only that, but you know, some people they're not good with their own personal finance. I mean right. all of a sudden 
Imagine if you, you, you're doing this exact same situation with someone that's not so good with their money mm-hmm. and they don't keep track of stuff. And then all of a sudden, you're going to hit them with a bill for $1,500 that includes nine months ago, right? seven months ago, last week, and, you know, a month. And you're going to – you're opening yourself up to being left out. You're just not going to get it. Right. Now, I don't think this resonates – this specific situation really connects with a lot of the listeners on this, mm-hmm. but but I think what they can get out of it is you get so wrapped up in your own process and your own system, and you think it's it's fine, it's not a big deal, but you you're you're not being empathetic, you're not remembering mm-hmm. what this experience feels like to the client, right? And the client is lost, mm-hmm. or or they're thinking what you don't want a client to ever be thinking where do I stand with this company, right? Whether it's with a next scheduled service or with a billing or with anything. Right. Every client should always know where they stand with you. You know, I mean, I think that that whole lack of communication thing starts even in the, in the way we, the way that our clients and we, I guess, present ourselves to the world. Like in the round table meeting today with one of our groups, we were talking about the terminologies that we use when describing our company to the world at large. How many consumers really know or care what design build is, uh-huh. right? I, you know, I'm so glad you said that. You know, there's... It, you have to define it. Around, it. Yeah, we throw it around like crazy. People throw it around, yeah, we're a design build company, but what the heck does that mean? Can't you walk into Home Depot and have them draw a design on a napkin? Isn't that design? And then they build it. Isn't that design build? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you got to explain it. You can't just assume that people understand what your system is. Which actually is a great segue. It's borderline... It's borderline pretentious and then arrogance because you feel so much towards what you're doing as, you know, uh, I am not just a builder. I'm a design build, Mm -hmm. right? And I completely respect that. And I think it's spot on what you do. But other people don't know that that difference. Mm -hmm. To to them, what what does a homeowner care? Who's the one that's doing the design or what's happening? They, They just focused on the end product. Can you deliver? What I'm giving you a check for. Mm-hmm. That's all they care. And some people, that that's actually offensive because they consider – I mean, I can think of two members off the top of my head right now that think of themselves as artists, not remodelers. Right. And, you know, that's great. As long as they make money as doing as, it. <laughs> right. As long as you make money doing it, you can be an artist all day. Right. But you got to be profitable too. Yeah. But – you know, if, if if that's what you're thinking, then then you start to get a little defensive when people don't appreciate you for, you know, because they don't know. So yeah. anyway, yeah. yeah. Actually, great segue into my next. What the oh. heck were they thinking? What were they thinking? Because of the arrogance thing. Yes. I've run into this a couple times now, and this is something that, okay, specifically with our podcast, we reach out. We've had people reach out to us saying, "Hey." We'd love to be on your show. I'd love to be on your show. I think I have a lot to offer your listeners. I've had their their representatives reach out. I think, you know, John Doe is a great prospect to be a, an, a guest on your podcast. We have sought out people that we think would be great guests that we want our listeners to hear from. And it's that situation where this rears its ugly head. We've reached out to people. We have a process we use, as as any company should. As anyone listening on here, you should have all your processes set up. 
that you follow. As all our clients hear us say over and over. All day long, right? And we have a process. And the process evolved in the life cycle of this podcast. And we started off just kind of, hey, come on to the podcast. We're going to have some chit-chats. It evolved because some of the guests we've had are our members or other non-members, but they're business owners. And they're, they're not professional speakers. They're not doing the podcast circuit. They're not doing any of that stuff. So there's some trepidation. There's a little bit of anxiety about being on a show. You know, what's going to happen? Are you are you willing to edit if I, if I sound stupid? Yeah, are, are you going to try to stump me with hard questions? Right. Which, you know, and all this stuff. And so as the the first six months, we developed this process, which was built to ease all that and and allow the guests, future guests, to submit five or four or five questions that they think we should ask them. A, it gives us an opportunity to understand what angle they're looking for, what they can do. And we never really stick to the questions, which is the funniest part. We riff off of it. And right. then, of course, you get the follow-up questions, which dive deeper into it. Mm-hmm. But by that point, they're comfortable because you've hit them with questions they were expecting. And then when you have follow-up questions that they're not expecting, but they're already into their the rhythm. So right. now they're just talking to you like we're just chatting. Right. And everything's good. The process has been great. Every once in a while, we get the arrogant guest. And we've had two in the past month and a half. And this is one of those what were you thinkings people to me. And they just refuse. It's it's flat out been one of them was the the secretary or I guess you don't say the assistant or I don't know, whatever. The, the, the person, the person that handles the, the person's account mm-hmm. and just said, oh, so-and-so does not fill out forms. In, AKA, oh. he will not follow your process. Right. He will not follow your process. And we, we had another one where I reached out and I reached out on LinkedIn because I thought, hey, I think you'd be a great guest on our podcast. You you got some great – I'm seeing your post. This is good stuff. You want to come on? Oh, yeah. I'd love to be on. Okay, great. I'm going to send you a time trade link. You can schedule with our studio time. We only have certain time on the studio. And I'll also send you the guest preparation form. And I sent it off and nothing. Never got the submission. Never get anything. And then I'm thinking, okay, he's not – he's going to be a no-show. And then about 15 minutes before the podcast is scheduled, I get an email from him. And he's like, I never got a um, a Zoom link or anything. How am I supposed to get on? We're, we're meeting. So I emailed him back saying, well, you never did anything. You didn't do any of this stuff. And part of the process, it's automated. As soon as you submit the form, you get the link to the to the Zoom. It's all automated. Everything's built in. So you didn't do it. And his response was, what do you think? Oh, I don't do forms. I don't, I'm not going to answer questions. I, I mean, actually, to be honest, here it is. To be honest, I'm not a big fan of doing an intake form for guests, which requires them to fill out a bunch of fields. I started to fill it out, but I stopped and started working on something else and just never went back to it. Oh, well. It's, you know what? I call BS on... I don't fill out forms. I don't do this. I don't follow your process. 
all that anybody ever does, and whether it's for being on our podcast or whether it's for um, hiring you to be their remodeler or whatever the process is, you know, going to buy someone's car, whatever, it doesn't matter. Saying you're not willing to follow that person's process or that company's process is always 100% saying, I am better than you. I'm on a higher level than you, and I will not come down to your level. So you certainly are not the partnerships that you're looking for and the clients you want to work with or the podcast guests you want to work with. No, because I guarantee you, and, and one of these was admittedly one of the two that I'm talking about. One of them was this big, huge corporation. Okay, it's big. And I get it. They are bigger than me. But you know what? Don't ever say never because I can promise you. Whether it's that A company or that B guy or the C person that hasn't done it to me yet, every one of them will fill out a form if that opportunity is big enough. Stephen Colbert call them. I think they'd fill out right, a form. Right. Right? <laughs> NBC Nightly News. We want you to be on a on a, on tonight's episode. Rachel Maddow. You've got to submit. There. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Of course. You think any one of these people would say? Uh, I no, don't do we don't that. do forms. Yeah, I don't think so. And that's the thing. And and this is something to keep in mind always. There's always going to be someone that's below you in some social status of some sort, and you're going to be the bigger guy. Don't forget your roots. Mm-hmm. Don't forget where you came from. Everybody started at ground zero, and everybody is growing at different rates. And don't. Don't ever think of yourself as too good mm-hmm. for someone else. I call total BS on I don't do forms. Yep. They would have done, I'm telling you right now, NBC Nightly News wanted to do an expose or a whatever majigger thingy. They would have filled out a 20-page survey gizmo. Yeah, no kidding. You know, I think that's one of the things that's been a philosophy. And again, I learned it from my old business partner, Linda Case. We do not burn bridges. I don't think I have ever acted, I hope, bigger than anybody else or that anybody here has. We we talk to everybody. We try to help everybody. We never will burn a bridge by saying we're too good to do something. I hope that we never have. I hope we never will. And I think that's the way that our listeners should be thinking about it, too. You never know. Anyway, this is just, what were you thinking, man? Stop it. Stop. Don't forget your roots. Don't forget where you came from. And you knew better than anyone else. And there's always a bigger fish. Actually, that's from Star Wars. <laughs> oh, really? There's always a bigger fish. Yeah. Well, some people there out there will get it. Anyway, <laughs> that's 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 another one for me. Yeah. Whew, God, that drove me nuts. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, there, I'm sure everybody out there has their examples as well. So just keep in mind when you are out there dealing with the public – Dealing with people that you don't know, you know, you're rushed, you're busy, you might not want to follow the process, you might not want to respond to every person, you just don't know. So our recommendation is treat everybody wonderfully, don't burn bridges, and, you know, do the best you can with whoever you have, and if it's not a good fit for you, be polite about turning them away. I agree. And just don't annoy me. Yeah, of course. Because otherwise I'll go on and do a podcast about it. Yeah, no <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it well, just drives that, me crazy. All the work we do, all the effort we put, 
into building our brands, building our personal brands, building our companies. And you're talking about our clients just and the listeners. in general. Just, yeah. yes, all of us, everybody, you, everybody listening, all the work we put into this stuff. And in the blink of an eye, you can screw it up because you're either being making assumptions, thinking you're better than someone. It's just, it's, and I, I get it. It's an easy, it's a slippery slope and it's easy to fall into, but be careful, be cautious. You don't know, mm-hmm. pay attention. It's, oh my gosh, what were they thinking? It's so frustrating. Yes. yes. Well, this was good. It was cathartic. It, <laughs> at least I was able to just get this off my chest. Yes. Even if nobody listens to it, it felt better. Hey, a couple of good examples there though, I thought. Good examples of bad. Good so, examples now of bad. we're all going to focus on the good from what, going forward. Right, what not to do. There you go. We could, call, we could have done this episode just what not to do. Yes, yep. I guess we'll decide afterwards. No, I like what were they thinking. What personally. were they thinking? Okay, we'll stick with it. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> this has been fun for me. It's now five something on a Friday, so I got to get home. And it's ready for a long weekend of forgetting about all that. So, um, glad you were here. I'm Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next week. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.